live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined by my colleague Ken Coleman this hour, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. I would love to help you with any money questions, crossroads you're facing in your life, and Ken, is uh, he's the man when it comes to your work, your purpose, your career how to navigate all of those challenges, and we are both here to talk about the intersection of all of that. So 888-825-5225 is the number to call. And Kyle kicks us off in my hometown, the great city of Boston, Massachusetts. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. How you doing? Good. Um, so I have less of a numbers question, more of a philosophical question. Um, so just for some background, um, I'm 24 years old. I've been working for the federal government since I was 18. Um, so on paper, um, my job is amazing. You know, great retirement, great benefits. Um, I make great money for my age. Um, but ever since COVID happened, um, we're fully remote now. Um, and, you know, in terms of my mental health, I think things have deteriorated a little bit. Um, and I guess ultimately, before I keep on blabbering, my question is, is it bad that the only fulfillment my job is giving me is a paycheck? Yeah, it is. That's why I wrote my last book, From Paycheck to Purpose, because if we look at work and experience work as just a thing f- that we do for provision, slowly our soul seeps out of our body. I don't apologize for saying this. I believe that we were created to contribute through our work. I was just reading something today on the plane back from Minneapolis uh, that uh, a professor out of the University of California uh, did 20 years of research studying people. um, And they found that the good stress, meaning the stress from a challenge, a challenge is something that we, we, it pushes us, we're able to do it, but it pushes us and it rewards us when we meet that challenge in work uh, that the longer we do that, the longer we live, that we're healthier. So there, I mean, this is the way that the, the, the human body and the soul, we are spirits. Uh, this is the way we're wired. And so absolutely. And it's already happening to you. You're 24 years of age and, and your soul is slowly seeping out of your body. And if you just think about the average American, Kyle, spends, and you're on the front end of this, 90,000-plus hours at work in their lifetime, Monday through Friday, and you go in and you have no fulfillment, what's going to happen is, and and it's more intense for, 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 for some people than others, but the undercurrent begins to go, wait a second, my work doesn't matter to me, and then we start to say, do I matter? Whew. And now yeah, that can get really intense. You're starting to feel that, yeah? Yeah, and just, you know, it's just hard because, um, you know, I have a great boss, but um, the, the work just isn't challenging. But then I think, you know, um, I'm already making $80,000, and I basically have a ladder that will take me up to 150000 So then I think, um, you know, well, even if my job isn't giving me fulfillment, Maybe I can devote every other hour of the day to doing things that fulfill my time. But like you said, I mean, that 90,000 hour number is pretty staggering, you know? Yeah, well, so you make a very good point, and I'm glad you brought this up. So you could choose that path to say, I'm going to stay in this path, and I'm going to eventually get up the ladder and make 150,000, have all this government, you know, uh, retirement accounts and all these things. 
and then I'm going to find fulfillment, you know, in volunteering at nights and weekends. You could choose that. And I'm not going to say that that is wrong. I don't think this is a right or wrong, but I would challenge you that that is a less than choice. You could leave the government sector and go to the private sector and make as much and completely more and actually do something that fulfills you. You know, we, we've yeah, got the, I think uh, part of it, part of it's definitely complacency too, you know, no, and just, and just wondering. No, I'm going to tell you, know. complacency is the output. I'm going to tell you what's going on. And this is not judging you. I'm just trying to help you. It's not complacency. It's comfort. You've gotten comfortable yeah. with what you know, and even though you're you, you, even though you're miserable, you're going well. At least I know what to expect. And we humans would rather be miserable than uncomfortable. But life starts at the end of our comfort zone. Somebody said I saw it on a T-shirt or a coffee mug one time. I'm sorry, I don't know who to attribute that to. It's not mine, but it's true. And so uh, I would tell you, Kyle, uh, I'm going to give you my get clear assessment, which is going to measure your talent, what you do best, your passion, work you love, and then your mission results that motivate you. When you all three of those things come together, it looks like this. You're using what you do best to do what you love to produce results that matter to you. Let me tell you what's happening. You're on fire. You can't burn out. That flame cannot be extinguished because you are doing what your creator put you on this planet to do. And I'm going to give you that get clear assessment because my challenge to you is not just to take the assessment, but to look at that purpose statement and the detailed report you're going to get on all three of those areas and let that become a high-level job description. And then because you've got good experience and you've got skill, let's make the transition. We don't have to rush. You're in no dire situation. You love your boss. All that's good. But now is the time at 24 to choose the path of purpose, and it is going to be uncomfortable. But I can tell you this, Kyle, when you get to the end of your journey, and I hope you make it to a long uh, life and an old age, I'd rather you look back and reminisce, not regret. Hmm. And that's the choice we as humans have to choose. And Ken, there, there seems to be a four buckets or so where someone either, they don't get paid enough, but they love what they do. They get paid really well, like Kyle, but they hate don't what they it. do. Yeah. Then there's the, I, I don't get paid enough and I hate what I do. Right. And then there's the sweet spot, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. You can get paid really well and love what you do. Yeah. Or here's another thing. You can love what you do and it's enough money. The third largest group of net worth millionaires are teachers with a median salary, a median of $60,000. Mm. You know, uh, I'm all for people making as much money as you want, but I can tell you this. Uh, meaning is what I define success by, not money. Well, there's been so many studies that show after a certain dollar amount, you don't actually yeah. increase happiness and joy. The, with think the number $75,000 is pretty interesting. So people yeah. think, well, if I just made eighty, can my life would... No, you go no. with you. Yeah. And so an increased income, lifestyle creep happens, you just spend more and you go, well, that wasn't it either. Right. I don't have the joy in my life. I don't have the passion. That's exactly right. I mean, here's the deal. When it's all said and done, and we want you to have financial peace, and that's what we're about here on The Ramsey Show. But when it's all said and done, all of that financial peace is going to allow you to make the contribution you want to make anyway. And so let's be let's begin to look at work as more than just provision. Let's look at it as an opportunity for contribution. Mm. And it reminds me of this quote. I think it was from Rachel Cruz. She said, contentment turns what we have into enough. Yeah, great and statement. man, there is such a lack of contentment in today's culture because of all the marketing and everything's 24-7 and all of the inputs we have, uh, it says you're not enough. You don't have enough. You need to be doing more. You need to be more. And man, that is an endless chase. 
So we got to stop and go, enough is enough. We're going to learn to be content. And if we're not content with where we are, we're going to be driven to get to that next thing. But man, if you keep chasing, you'll never get there. Yeah, it's true. So run your own race. If you want to change careers, you have the ability to do that in this country. There's so much opportunity out there. But please don't stay paralyzed by indecision. Don't do that. That is the worst place to be. Take action in your life. You have control. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Jonathan joins us up next in Vancouver, Washington. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help today? Yeah, so I am uh, currently a 19-year-old, full-time working, uh, full-time college student. Um, I Love actually it. just recently I just bought a car in March of this year, and I don't pay a dime for college because I work through FedEx, and FedEx pays for all nice. my college. Yeah, so I've been, working, I've been working since I was about 16 years old, um, and I have had a little bit of a spending issue, uh, and I only have about $2,000 in my savings account, so I was wondering if you guys could give me some ways to budget my money better and just say, you know, my friends ask me to go out, say no, and, and have that... Uh, that um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Discipline? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. What? I, so George is the money guy. Let George work on the old budget for you. I'm curious, what are you spending the money on? Do you think you know? Like, what are your major areas of expenditure? Yeah, so I actually refinanced my car. I was paying an arm and a leg a month, uh, about $400 a month just for the car payment alone and another 270 just for my insurance. Um, so I just refinanced the car and a lot of it was going to my bills. I'm very independent. I'm on my own phone plan. I pay for my own gas, my own groceries, a lot of things. Um, I just, the stuff that I do save and I'm, I have quite a bit left over at the end of the month. I just spend on impulse decisions, uh, like impulse buys. Okay. So Jonathan, what are you making right now? I make 22.90 an hour and about 40,000 a year. Wow. While being in school full time, yes. When do you graduate? I'm planning on graduate 2026. Okay, so you just started. Yes, sir. And what career field are you looking to get into? 
law enforcement. Okay. So you have two grand. You've been working for three years. Now you're a young guy, and you said you paid cash for this car, so you don't have the car payment anymore? No, I actually do have the car payment. Explain that. You said you paid uh, cash so for the car. Oh, no, I did not pay cash. I put a $3,000 down. Okay, well, that's very different. What's the car worth? Uh, it's worth about 20000 right now. Okay, and what is left on the loan? Uh, about 23000 Yikes. Ooh. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of car for your income. We we say we don't want all the things with the motors in it to add up to more than half of your annual income, and you are right there. Yeah. Uh, for a 19-year-old to be driving a, a car that nice. Uh, so let's just say you keep the car. What is the plan to pay this thing off? Uh, just keep on my payments. Um, I Like I said, I refinanced this. My payment did go down, but I'm planning on That's keeping That's not solving paying. the problem. You just move the money around. Yeah, so I was planning on just paying more uh, than my monthly plan- payment was just to add up um, some extra or take off some time to pay it off. Okay. Do you have any other debt? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Are, are you driving for FedEx or are you uh, in an office or a warehouse? I work at the airport, so no, I'm not driving. Okay. I, George, I would I would like to see him. You know, he doesn't have a lot of time, but I'd like to see I, I'd like to see him change his budget so radically that he can get not upside down. So get on the right side of this thing and then sell the car and go with a three or four thousand dollar car. Yeah, is that so, too extreme? Well, we say if you can't pay off the car within two years, then we got to sell the car. Right. It's just too much of your world wrapped up in this thing, and your future is too important for you to just have these payments you're sending out on top of the spending habits, and all of a sudden, man, you're making great money. you got nothing to show for it. And part yeah. of that is the debt. Part of it's the spending. We can get both under control. Uh, one of those ways is through a budget, which it doesn't sound like you're doing right now, and we want to help with that. I'm going to gift you one year of every dollar premium if you're willing to use it. Are you yeah, willing absolutely. to get on a plan? Yes, sir. Okay. So when you open up every dollar, you're going to list your income at the top, followed by all of your expenses. And here's the thing. You are the boss of that budget. And when it's done, it's the boss of you. Yeah. And so what that means is once you set it, you go, man, I am not spending more than $200 on food this month. On I'm not spending more than $70 on entertainment this month. That means when your friends ask you out, say, hey, dude, come out with us. And you go, sorry, dude, it's not in the budget. And they're going to say, dude, you're so lame, man. You, you get a lot. And you're going to say, that's cool. Uh, you guys can come to my place. We can get some pizzas and just hang out. Mm-hmm. And if they say no to that, it may be time to find better friends if they're just unwilling yeah. to, to compromise and cheer you on with your financial journey. And uh, with every dollar, I'm going to gift you FPU. I think going through that will motivate you because you need a long-term why right now. You're a young guy. You're driven already, the fact that you're at this place in life. But if you have a long-term mindset, I want 29-year-old Jonathan to be proud of the decisions that 19-year-old Jonathan made. Yeah. And that's a different mindset to have because most people your age are thinking about next weekend, not 10 years from now. Yeah. By the way, Jonathan, that's incredible advice, and that's what you're going to have to have at the top of your mind. And you need a true visual of what George is talking about. Where do you want to be at 29? Get a clear, I mean crystal clear image of that. And when your buddies start giving you a hard time, come on, man, let's go, man, let's go to the club, blah, 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 or whatever it is they say these days. Do the kids go to the club? I don't I no know. I'm, I, I'm so old. I don't even know. <laughs> But uh, I'm not even sure where the voice came from. But the point is, is the ability to say no only comes from a decision that is made much earlier. And you make that decision and then you manage that decision 
every time you're tempted. You make the big decisions early in life, and then you manage those decisions the rest of your life. A lot of wisdom in that, Ken. Well, thank you so much for the call, Jonathan. Hang on the line. We're going to gift you one year of Financial Peace University as well as every dollar premium. Get your friends involved. Get them on the plan too, man. That, yeah, that'll get you guys too. going. Yeah, they're all broke. Uh, all right, we're going to go to Robert in Boise. Uh, let's go, Robert. How's it going with you? That's good. How can we help today? Okay, so um, I had a TSP question. All right. Or actually two questions about the thrift savings plan. Um, I retired last December. Congrats. From, um, thank you. Uh, worked at the Border Patrol for 21 years. Wow. But since then, um, because of COVID and because of uh, backlog of people retiring, I haven't got my full pension yet. It's been almost almost 12 months, so I'm getting a partial. So right now, between child support and uh, rent, I'm coming out at zero. So I'm trying not to dip into my TSP at all if I can help it because it's it's taken a hit over the last year or so. So it's drastically reduced. And then I've got funds who are taking their TSP and going to like a private someone, I don't know, like Lincoln Financial or someone where they can still play with it and make some money. I've got it just kind of sitting there doing nothing right now. Okay. So question questions are uh do i dip into it because i gotta pay some bills and I'm, I'm going in debt further and further using credit cards and everything waiting for the government to come through with my full pension and uh the second part is do i shift it over to a private company where i can possibly make money on it well number on my, one on my tsp i i never wait on the government to do anything in my life because you're going to be waiting a long time as you know. So number one, I'm cutting up the cards and they're just debt is not going to be an option. And uh, if we need to adjust the budget, if we need to go get a get some work right now, even though we're retired, I'm going to do that to stop the bleeding. Uh, number two, I wouldn't just jump out of the TSP and go play with it elsewhere in the private sector. I don't think uh, that's wise either, either. Now you can, if you need some of it to live right now, that's okay. But I would be working with a financial advisor. You can connect with a SmartVestor Pro. Those are the ones that we vet over at RamseySolutions.com. We've got some in the Boise area who can walk you through the best decision to make with that chunk of money that you have in the TSP. If it's worth moving somewhere else, if you can make more elsewhere. Um, but I would not just go cash it out to survive because you're not stopping the actual behavior that's causing us to, to feel this pain. Right. Right. Okay. So, I'm sorry you're going through this, man. That's tough to go, I worked 21 years, Ken, and the government said they were going to take care of me, and here we are, and they're kicking the can down the road. That frustrates me to no end, and I hate that you may have to go back to work for a little bit to make ends meet, but man, that credit card is a rubber crutch. It's not setting you up for success. It's not a blessing in your life. Cut it up, get on a budget, use that debit card, and we hope that you win in retirement and live your best life. Thanks for the call, man. This is The Ramsey Show.
we just got back from our Building Wealth event in Minneapolis. It was a powerful night, sold out, 5,000 folks out there. Incredible energy. So good. Wish we could do those every night. There's a lot going on right now. Midterms are wrapping up. Inflation's still hanging around. Stock market's a roller coaster. But that's exactly why we are out on the road doing these Building Wealth live events. We want people to know, regardless of what's going on in the White House, there is a way to take care of your own house and build wealth for your future. And our Building Wealth live events have been such a hit that last week we added more cities to our spring lineup. It's going to be me, Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney. We're going to be in Nashville on January 12th and on Salt Lake City. A home event. A little hometown show, Ken. I like that. Get to go home. In January. Okay. And Salt Lake City on April 24th. And tickets are on sale right now and they start at just 39 bucks. And you don't want to wait to get these passes because our other events have sold out very quickly, especially the VIP level passes. And general admission is moving fast as well. So quick recap on where we've been, uh, where we're headed. Nashville, January 12th. Indianapolis on February 16th. Austin, Texas on February 23rd. I love Austin. Salt Lake City on April 24th. And Anaheim on May 2nd. We're going all over the country, and we love meeting folks out there. And people travel from all over the country to even get to these events. We have people that will drive hours and hours through the night, get on planes, and we so appreciate all of that. So head to RamseySolutions.com slash events and reserve your seat for our Building Wealth Live tour today. All right, our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why they are the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Be sure to use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Clinton in Texas. Should I leave my $200,000 a year offshore oil field job at age 41 to live my dream of being a charter boat captain in the Caribbean? I loathe my job. By the way, that's a word that we should use more. Loathe. Loathe is, is a great substitute for hate, and, it, and it'll score you some points. Uh, just for quality work, just that's a little commercial. I loathe my job, and even though I only started saving four years ago, thanks to Dave's videos, I have saved, wait for it, George, just over $500,000 between retirement and non-retirement counts. Wow. But I loathe my job. Two loathes. That's if we impressive. get three, he'll, he wins a prize. Yeah. Uh, he says he's currently living on his 38-foot sailboat, debt-free, and he's obtained his U.S. Coast Guard master's license. I'm eager to leave my job and head south for the Caribbean. Um, I'm committed to putting 20000 a year in a universal life policy until I'm 55. Don't do that. George will give you more on that, Yikes. which I feel is an easy task. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So uh, let's get to this. Okay. Clinton. I think it's an easy answer here, Ken. It's a very easy answer. All right. It's time to get out the captain's hat. It's time to put it on the head, and it's time to head down to the warm waters and breeze of the Caribbean. I love this. Dude, so you've much. done the hard work. Yeah. You got 500000 saved. You're going to make really good money. You got no debt. The only issue I take with this entire thing is the universal life policy. Agreed. So, George, while I'm picking out a captain's hat for him in my mind and, you know, some Tommy Bahama shirts, I mean, I'm, I'm picturing the whole thing. Captain Clinton. Oh, boy. What are you going to tell him about the whole life? Yeah, well, he said he's, he's been watching Dave's videos, but he hasn't been watching closely enough or well, watching them enough. George, there's no need to be snarky. This, let's, this, come on. It's well, Captain Clinton here. Out of all the things in the financial world, yeah. these universal life policies, whole life policies, they yeah. drive me bonkers, and they're always pushed by, guess who? The whole life salespeople. Right. And here's what the problem with this in general. They go, well, Ken, 
you could use your life insurance policy as an investment vehicle and make so much money. Tell me more, George. Well, they take all of your giant premiums they charge you, uh-huh. they put that in their pocket, uh-huh. and then they give you a crappy investment return uh-huh. with these cash value parts of the policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's what you do instead. Instead of putting 20k a year in a universal life policy, get a term life policy for 15, 20, 25 year term, level term, and it's going to be a fraction of the cost, and with all the extra money you just saved, invest that money, and you'll be way better off. Don't listen, I don't know who sold you on this, man, but you're a sharp guy, and you don't, you do not need to be sinking 20, no, no pun intended there, Ken. I see sinking what you did there. 20k a year. And uh, I'd add one other thing, if I could, Captain Clinton. Uh, when you get to the Caribbean, email George and I. Uh, tell us where your charter boat is. With a photo. Give us a special discount for our incredible advice that we've given you. And we'll do a uh, Camel Coleman vacation. We'll take oh, the I wives down there and we'll get out there on the boat with Captain Clinton. The Sounds lovely. deserve it. Yeah. little yes. catamaran maybe. You, you ever done one this. of those? No. It's another great word. Nobody uses Catamaran. Catamaran. Gosh. I tell you what, George, nobody loathes being on a catamaran. You listen to this show and Ken will teach you about 17 new $10 words. That he's got in his back pocket. Yeah, you win at work. Ken with those is words. wealthy when it comes to vocabulary. Didn't have a TV much. till I was twelve, and it shows. Read a lot of books, and it shows. <laughs> All right, let's get to some calls. Uh, Kevin is in Minneapolis. Kevin, how are you? Were you at the event? I'm outstanding. You're don't let anybody give you crap about the Mall of America. And uh, Ken, your Thank your cardigan you. game is strong. So okay, that was context right. there. We folks. need to explain to the audience what Kevin is talking about. Ken was wearing a cashmere cardigan, and John Deloney was dogging him the whole night. Because John is jealous that John only wears shirts you get at Hot Topic. And so when you wear a cashmere or anything, it throws John off. And then he doesn't even know how to spell cashmere. While in Minneapolis. Yeah. Me and our, our Ramsey personality, Eddie Cullen, went to the Mall of America to see what it was all about. And Rachel called you out on the panel and mentioned that. And we got flack for that. And so mm-hmm. thank you for that, Kevin. I appreciate that. Hope you had a great time at the event last night. Fantastic. And, and it's ironic that you just plugged it. But anyone who can get to these events, it's life-changing. Um, I was able to bring my wife. She wasn't on board. The whole Ramsey-ish stuff, and we'll, that'll be my question. But just real quick gratitude um, Borrowed Future gave me a moment with my 18-year-old daughter that probably changed her her life permanently, and I just want to wow, say thank you so much. So for that. Oh man, that warms um, our heart. Thank you for that, Kevin. Absolutely, happy to hear it, that. It really, it was it was fantastic. My wife, like I said, she, I, I'm total Ramsey Kool Aid drinking person. I love it. Maybe it's not the best reference, but my question is: now that she's kind of getting into this and I'm, I'm ready to, and it's kind of been a hot topic where I'll do anything. I'm ready to quit my jobs just to get to baby step three. Um, last night, Dave created a, a crystal clear image of where he was walking out of a job because I don't have any more payment. That's my dream. I want to get to that point. But my fear is if I just go work, you know, to do anything, make as much money as possible, then I might get burnt out, you know, um, what what would you tell someone like that that you know you're we've got a, a daughter who's in club volleyball it's very expensive I, is, I don't want to so take Kevin, that away from Kevin, her Kevin Kevin I'm sorry to interrupt is your question should you get a better paying job right now that you may not really be in love with just to fast forward through the baby steps is that your question kind of I love what I do I have two jobs one job as well the other job I love and doesn't pay very much at all so what do I do yes. 
kind of. Well, then I would stay in the job you love, but I would bust my butt and I would go make much better money on the side hustle. Let's get gazelle intense, but I would not leave the job I love unless I can replace that with another job I love that makes me even more money. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. So, I mean, this is bust yes. it. This is get after it. And, yeah, when it comes to baby step two. With, with a, what do I do with a spouse who's got, you know, Ramsey-ish? Well, number one, uh, I would encourage you guys to go through Financial Peace University. I know you yeah. heard about that last night, but that's one of the ways you, you create a common shared language, you create common goals, you create a vision that most married couples have never taken the time to do. And so when you position it that way, it's not about, well, Dave said we can't go out to eat. It's, hey, we decided our future is too important yeah. to continue down this path. And so that becomes a different conversation. Yep. Great. Yep. And that's we're, the other thing. And I would just say, Kevin, that this is not a I'm this and she's that. And, and I'm not getting on you, and I, and I don't think that your heart's that way, but this is about vision casting. And so taking the classes, but then helping her see, this isn't about me getting all excited about this dude named Dave Ramsey and getting all crazy. No, this is yeah. allowing us to, to accomplish the desired future that we long for. It's vision casting. I love it. Take her on a date and say, this is our future. This is where we're headed. Bring her along into it. Let her dream too. It's not just your dream that you're dragging her. That's never going to work in a marriage. And so once you do that, you go through FPU. I think over time, she sees that this plan works. She gets fired up, man. Our scripture of the day, John 15, 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. George Washington once said, The willingness with which our young people are likely to serve in any war, no matter how justified, shall be directly proportional to how they perceive the veterans of earlier wars were treated and appreciated by their nation. Man, beautiful words. They don't they don't make them like they used to, Ken. That's and uh Quickly, I want to give some context for Veterans Day because there's a lot of mythology around there. The purposes of Veterans Day versus Memorial Day often get mixed up. And here's the difference. Veterans Day honors all who have served and are still with us, while Memorial Day remembers those who have lost their lives in service to our great nation. And uh, both days are hard for veterans because on both occasions, they're reminders of their fellow servicemen and women, the ones they've lost, the ones they couldn't save, the ones that couldn't save themselves. And if you know a veteran, you've got one in your life, understand this is a day of mixed emotions of pride and loss. So please be sure to thank them today, Mm. love on them today. And their response may feel short uh, as it can be uncomfortable being thanked for something they felt was a duty to their country and was an honor for them to be a part of. But showing that you care enough to give a simple thanks does go a long, long way, Ken. Yeah, it reminds me of my grandfather uh, growing up. He left Pearl Harbor six months almost to the day of the bombing. Wow. at Pearl Harbor, and uh, anytime he would be honored on Veterans Day, it, he would get a little teary thinking of some of the men that, uh, some of his friends that uh, uh, stayed in the service at that time and uh, lost their lives on that fateful day. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a very good call out. Uh, and again, I, I think uh, one of the things that would be good for all of us, and, and, speci- and specifically young people, is making sure the young people in our lives understand the value of today. 
This is not National Pretzel Day. It's Veterans Day, and we derive great liberties from the men and women who are courageous enough to put their life on the line. So, Amen. Big day. Yeah. It, big day. it definitely gives me pause and causes me to be extremely grateful uh, for those men and women. So thank you for that, and happy Veterans Day to you all out there. All right, let's go to the phones. David joins us up next in Salt Lake City. David, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thank you for having me. I've, uh, I really appreciate uh, you guys, the whole Ramsey team. I've learned a ton over the last few months since I started listening to you. Sure. Um, and uh, really appreciate your, your appreciation of veterans, too, and helping them out. So, Thank you. How can we help today? Yeah, so um, I was listening last week, and, and uh, David mentioned on the show that um, there, or, or a caller mentioned that uh, on your site it says that for stocks, um, you should invest in kind of four buckets, growth and income, growth, aggressive growth, and international. And um, so it gives, on the on the website, it gives kind of, um, I guess, an alias for growth and income, which would be large cap and, or blue chip and, and so on. It kind of describes the other three buckets a little bit better. But international, it doesn't really say what you would suggest investing in as far as the international bucket goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my, my 529 options and there's six different options, um, like, like growth value, um, uh, developed market, emerging market, uh, stock index. And so I was just, uh, I was wondering what would be good. Cause I want to have a good investment in my, my 529 and my 401k. And I also max out my HSA and I want to invest anything after, uh, you know, what I need for my deductible. Way yeah. to go. Man, you are so far ahead of the curve, it is inspiring. So uh, you're doing a great job. And the fact that you're asking these kinds of questions tell me that you are going to win when it comes to money. So with international funds, what you're looking for here is a proven track record. So it's not that there's a specific company. And when you say stocks, I want to make it clear to everyone listening, we are not talking about single stocks in an international company like Samsung. We're talking about mutual funds that represent shares of many, many companies inside of that international fund. And so that's what we're talking about here, to be clear. And you're right, there's a lot of options. And I, you know, there's so many different types of accounts and every company has different funds. And it depends on what you're looking at. And so do you have a good financial advisor, a good smart investor pro in your life? that's walking you through some of these decisions? Not currently. I was, I was kind of, um, holding off on it a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I could definitely, uh, you know, look into the smart investor pros just trying to kind of watch costs right now. So <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, you know, they're not going to charge you a, a fee just for sitting there, but what they can do is work with you to look at, Hey, this is what my options are. Show me how to even do the research on these funds. And you can use a site like Morningstar and you can type in the names of those funds and it will show you exactly what the track record is, what the mix of stocks that are in there, what the makeup is, and that really helps you make a long-term decision. Of course, you're looking for one with a long-term track record. And so not just what has happened in the last six months, but over the last 10 years, what has this fund done? You might see, oh, one 12% average return. And so you start to look at the in the ins and outs of that and it will help steer you in a direction but at the end of the day, don't get paralyzed by indecision on this. Go with a fund, ride the roller coaster, and the fact that you're even investing in a diversified fund like that uh, will cause you to have long-term success. So I love that you're doing that homework. And again, I would connect with a Smart Investor Pro 
I have one, Ken has one, Dave has one, Rachel has one, and they help us because they are doing this kind of research day in and day out of what's going on with these funds, what's changed, which ones we should be putting our money towards. So I uh, love the question. Thanks for that. Jessica joins us up next in Indianapolis. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. How can we help hey, today? I'll, yeah, I'll try and be quick here to my point. Um, so I've been... Uh, aware of Ramsey and all this stuff for several years. Um, but I really, I haven't had the opportunity to implement it myself just because of not always being the one in charge of the money. Um, and now I don't have an income personally myself to example how great this program is. But I believe in it 100%. I personally am debt free. I want to get my family on board. I come from an incredible family, um, hard workers but not good with money management. And so they struggle constantly. It impacts the whole family. Um, I have, I think I am starting to kind of get there a little bit with them, but my dad and my brother, their words are always that basically people with money can do this, but people who don't have money can't do it. And I keep trying to like show them, but since I can't be the example myself quite yet in life, um, I have had my parents mention that maybe they would let me help them with their finances, but they haven't taken the full leap. And so I really want to get them on board with this, but I guess I'm just looking for some advice of um, how. (laughs) Well, the best way is your own personal testimony of you living out this plan, them seeing the results and them over time, it's on their end. They go, hey, what'd you, what What are you doing there? Because it seems like you've got a different thing happening. You're joyful. You're peaceful. You don't have any debt. Tell me about that. But yeah. you can't force someone to just get yeah, on board. Yeah, since I don't have an income myself, and what, I can't, like... Yeah, wait, why, why is that? that? Why is that? We only have about a minute and a half. Why is that? You've said that multiple times. Yeah, because um, I have a disability that doesn't allow me to work, and I've not been able to get disability at this point. Are you single? So, um uh, recently divorced. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so you're, you don't have disability income. How are you paying the bills? Well, currently I'm living off of um, the money from the divorce, but yeah, it, it won't be around for long. <laughs> so we need to get you back to work that you're able to do. Yeah, I'm what working kind of on stuff that. Could they, said you do? That question, they said that question would be too long for this call. <laughs> okay. okay. That's for so, another day. But as far as getting the family yeah. on board, I mean, you can talk to them about it. But again, if it's not on their terms, yeah. they're going to say, we don't want to hear about this Dave guy. And so the best thing you can do is find their pain points. What are, What is their true felt need? Are they stressed out about money? And you go, hey, would you mind? I just want to, I'm just going to take a look at your budget. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I just want to look at it and see if there's other areas I can find to help you experience a little bit of peace. And if you can give them a taste of yeah. what that is, they may go, oh, tell me more. And that might mean I guess that's giving what I'm them a trying book. to do, but I'm kind of like, I don't really, since I haven't been able to implement the program myself, like, I don't really know if I look at their income that I'm going to know what to tell them to do. Well, that's probably fair. And I got to tell you, even if they were to give you permission to manage their money, you shouldn't do that. They're grown. They're they're your parents. Get them the books. Gift them our stuff. But don't you take the burden of this is my job your now job. to fix their financial life. That's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. That's a tough one. Well, thank you so much for the call. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Ken, what a great show, my friend. Always, Always good a to be with you, Always sir. a pleasure. My colleague. Until next time, folks, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously.
you love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.